Good evening. Welcome to the Man Cave. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight to record uh, Diz Dads Plus podcast number six are my co-host, Willie Crocker. Hey, guys. And sitting in for the uh, convalescing post-cruise, Tim Hicks, Chris Papchak. Hello, Diz Dads. Good to have you back on the show, Chris, and uh, it's your first time on the the new big show, so uh, happy to have you here. Good to be here. Now, tonight, we're going to go back to the well of our our top nine format. Um, A few weeks ago, we talked about our favorite bars and lounges, and we came up with a top nine, gave you a definitive list. We're going to take that same approach, but this time, we're going to be looking at Walt Disney World attractions that are not roller coasters. Okay, and we're talking specifically. I should I should be clearer. Walt Disney World rides that are not roller coasters, right? So shows are off the table. Roller coasters are off the table. And if we want to walk the line too carefully, we can argue out whether something qualifies as roller coaster or show, or or would be eligible for this particular list. Um, but before we dive into that, we do need to thank our podcast sponsors who make this all possible. First, we need to thank. Our newest sponsor, uh, Wicked Mouse Travel and Willie Crocker, uh, sponsors of the show and authorized Disney vacation planners. And we have our returning sponsors, Mouse Master Travel and authorized Disney vacation planner. And our buddies at Kingdom Strollers, uh, Orlando's premium stroller rental company. Uh, okay, guys, uh, we've said our thank yous. We've gotten the show underway. Time to start building a list. And, uh, you know, Chris, you're our guest, so we'll let you get the ball rolling by identifying one of your top nine non-roller coaster rides at Walt Disney World. Ooh, I'm so happy I get to start off because I just rode my new favorite ride. And Willie, I could see your excitement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's only been open a month and you know where I'm leading into this. (laughs) I have to because Rise of the Resistance is one of the most amazing things you will ever experience in your life. Um, Disney hit it out of the park with this one. And the fact that they have now, there was so much hype uh, for Galaxy's Edge and everything that they were going to bring. And this is the culmination. And it was totally worth the wait. I was completely enthralled in the entire attraction. I absolutely teared up when i walked into that hangar uh and i was only halfway through the ride you know and you haven't really got (laughs) i had so much emotion and absolute just sheer joy uh going into that and it just completely impressed me in every step of the way all right so (laughs) so clearly rise of the resistance belongs on the list 
Chris gets us rolling with as as close to a sure thing as there is at this point, I think. And and we'll talk finer points when we try and and rank them at the end. But uh, Chris certainly makes the early case for Rise of the Resistance. Um, you know, w- Willie, what are you going to put up here on the list? Well, I have to start with the second best ride Disney's ever created. It's over at the Animal Kingdom, and it's Flight of Passage. There is nothing more thrilling in that ride. That ride blew my mind the time I got on it from the time you get off it. It's a little uncomfortable, but that ride is amazing. And it's high on most people's list, I would think. All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to not going to argue with you there. I think that that's you can tell from the fast pass situation, right, that it's it's maintaining its pole, that people still love the attraction. But I am actually going to put on the list a very different attraction in Animal Kingdom because I, I think this attraction, I mean, don't get me wrong, Rise of the Resistance, I agree, fantastic. Flight of Passage, again, fantastic, but they're unique and that's why they belong in this list. But Kilimanjaro Safaris is an attraction unlike anything any other theme park has put together. And it is so uniquely Disney that it has to be on a list of top nine Walt Disney World non-roller coaster rides. Um, I totally agree. And every ride is different. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. So, so Willie, take a stab at adding your second one to the list. Well, I have to go back to my old roots and the Haunted Mansion. It's just a nostalgic, amazing ride. And really, it's one of those rides where you can ride it multiple times and see totally different things because the Imagineers are always moving things around. And you can't see everything every single time because the ride, you know, rotates you a little here, turns you around there. And you just, you know, there's 99... (laughs) Right. There's always another one of those hunts you haven't caught. All right. Well, so I like that we've got a classic now uh, on the board. Um, Let's see. So far, that's our first Magic Kingdom attraction. Uh, We've got two in the Animal Kingdom, one from Hollywood Studios. Chris, what's the second from your, uh, you know, repository there? What's what's going on uh, up on the board? Well, you know, you took my second one there, Aaron, with the Kilimanjaro Safaris. That was definitely top of the list for me. Um, Going down, you know, I I absolutely love Animal Kingdom as my favorite park. Uh, I think we've covered pretty much the non-roller coaster rides that are amazing there. Um, I'm going to have to go over to Epcot and... I'm going to have to go with a classic, and I'm really sad, but I'm excited to see what's to come in the future for this. But Spaceship Earth, it's kind of it's it's classic, it's nostalgic, it it has the smells, the sounds, the sights. <laughs> it's got everything you want uh, in what Disney does best, uh, and 
I'm hoping and excited to see what we'll get in a refurbishment here in a couple of years. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting position to be in to to put that on that top nine list because in some ways it's the concept of the ride that's going on the list more than anything else. I mean, the the current state of the ride as it prepares to shut down for a major refurbishment, I mean, most reports have it operating at about, you know, 75%, if that, of what it should be. Um, Yeah, and I just got to ride it one last time. I'm thinking it's going to be closing here very, very shortly. Uh, If it hasn't already, I haven't heard the word yet, but I'm riding it one last time. It still was very effective, and I I know the story and everything it's trying to tell, and I'm just excited to see what type of enhancements that they're going to bring us here with the the coming of the new Epcot right. uh, here in two years. Right. Well, and because the indications are that that it, it, there's going to be some thematic shift, right? I mean, we're going to move away from Spaceship Earth telling the story of the development of communications and the sort of – to the extent that, that a hint has been dropped, um, you know, thematically it is supposed to be sort of um, the development of storytelling, right, Willie? Something like that? Shared stories? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be more of a broad synopsis of everything instead of just, you know, beginning of time to, I guess we could call it the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, 80s maybe. (laughs) Late 80s. Mid 80s. Um but but it it'll be an interesting shift. Um I mean it's gonna be the biggest overhaul the attractions had in quite some time. I sure hope they keep the blue cars. I love getting in with those sliding doors. Yeah, you know, I have to think that that now that they're not a sponsor anymore, the the Siemens monitors are probably going to go away. Yeah, they'll be long gone. All right. Uh, well, I need to add my second attraction to the list. I, I like that we're getting some more diversity to the kinds of attractions we're getting. Um, I'm going to take us back over to Hollywood Studios because there's an attraction that absolutely has to be on any list of top nine Walt Disney World attractions with or without including roller coasters. And that's Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror, especially the Walt Disney World version, uh, is just a, a fantastic triumph of creativity and engineering taking a very basic old amusement park attraction and turning it into something completely different and really just kind of amazing and magical. And it's a different ride every time. You and I had an amazing ride. Oh yeah, when we, we had were a there. Great that was sequence. an awesome one. Uh, I, the last one I rode was so tame. Like I was like, "Oh, it's over." <laughs> and I was. I would. I. I have to admit, I do love that one though. It is classic and a far different experience, of course, than on the West Coast, but definitely a, a good one. All right. Well, I think this round is the one I'm supposed to go first, and and. Gosh, I'm not really pre- prepared for that. Um, so I've, I've picked a, an attraction from um, Epcot, or I'm sorry, from from Hollywood Studios. I picked an attraction from Animal Kingdom. Uh, the the next attraction, I'm going to have to go back to the the Magic Kingdom for a classic, and um, I, I can't imagine a top nine board that doesn't include Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, 
you know, back to as Chris was talking about, you know, the the unique smells of Walt Disney World, right? The the musty odor of of Pirates of the Caribbean is part of the attraction. This is true. I even I even went to a certain store recently and by a certain Dizdad um uh had mentioned that there is a smell there that mimics the pirates of the caribbean okay. and i picked that up and i definitely agree interesting so yeah i have that and one that mimics uh flight of passage so there's there's definitely the things that they do there that help with the 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 memory and everything and, and just the magic that they bring in each of those attractions all right Kent and i i love my smells <laughs> <laughs> i've always said you smell willie um so there's, hey. <laughs> there are seven attractions on our board so far. Uh, Chris, what's number eight? Oh, goodness. So like you said, we're, we've kind of rosen around, uh, rosen around. <laughs> kind of hinting on where I'm going with on this one. Uh, mosing around the parks here. Uh, I'm going to find myself stuck in Epcot because how important this ride is to my family and especially my little princesses, <clears throat> even though they're <clears throat> Queens now. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> frozen ever after. Now I don't have any ties or nostalgia to Maelstrom. And I know a lot of people are angry at the, the overlay of what they've done that, but I think they've done a fantastic job and it tells a great story. Um, and again, it's always it's definitely one of those attractions that garners, you know, fast passes are gone very quickly and at least a 45 minute wait time every day. Um, and it's just a simple boat ride through, you know, <laughs> Norway. <laughs> and, and it's it's fun. Yeah, we, I love the movie. I can't get enough of the music and um, it's it's a good time. See, I know that some people are upset about Maelstrom because of the nostalgia for it, but I think at least partially it's it was, you know, a, a uh, an animal rights issue because, dang it, somebody had to take that polar bear and feed it. <laughs> you know, and they did a great job in replacing a lot of the things that were in there and updating and giving some really new life to um, what was there before. And the animatronics are second to none very impressive uh, when they're working <laughs> and <laughs> which is almost any ride but you know it's great i enjoy it uh, when i get a chance to ride it um so yeah i'm gonna add that to, as my my third choice all right so willie we've got eight attractions on the board we've got room for one more attraction i know and i have like two that really stick out but I think I have to go back to one of the original rides at Magic Kingdom, and it just always has a wait. It always has lines. The fast passes are always gone, and it's the shortest 90 seconds of your life. But Peter Pan is just so amazing and so simple, but yet everyone loves it, and you line up for it for days at a time and it's 90 seconds long and we still get off the ride and we we'll go, Oh, I'd do it again. No, it's a great point. I'm glad we've got a classic dark ride 
on this list because until then, you know, we had some things that are dark rides, but not necessarily the kind of classic storytelling dark ride like Peter Pan is. So I'm glad we ended up with one of those on the list. Um, okay. So before we start trying to rank things, let's, let's do the quick rundown of what the nine attractions that are eligible here are. We have Rise of the Resistance, Flight of Passage, Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, Haunted Mansion, Spaceship Earth, Tower of Terror, Pirates of the Caribbean, Frozen Ever After, and Peter Pan. I um, think we did actually a pretty nice job of distributing our, our you know, nominations among the parks. Kind of surprising. Yeah, I mean, look, at, I mean, there are great rides all over the place, but you think Magic Kingdom has the most rides and we really only have three rides there out of nine. Right. Yeah, which which again is a little bit overrepresented, but that's that's fitting. True. And Magic Kingdom does have what we would consider three roller coasters. Right, that's true too. Um you know, before we start ranking, um just curious. I think it would be interesting to see what was sort of the the you know last one out kind of thing right you know when they do the the tournament bracket shows and everything there's always some focus on who was the last one out who didn't make it at the last minute so uh willie what was the last cut i literally was gonna do soren but the new version to me just isn't as good as the old version and it only is because of all the um, computer graphics that they've enhanced into the video that you know it's just a little over the top for me compared to the old one where like you knew the golf ball scene was coming but it was so cool but now it's like every scene has to have one of those and that's too much for me all right all right so the near miss for willie was soren uh chris what was your you know almost but not quite i'm not gonna go far again uh, I rode this twice on my last trip and it's definitely one of my favorites, but <laughs> it might not be for others, but I really enjoy living with the land. Um, Interesting. I, I, I really do. It's, it's, it's unique for me. I love the fact that it's to me, it's what one of the things that Epcot really truly represented when it was originally uh, inspired or in thought of by Walt, you know, the things that we can do to improve our way of life. And I just enjoy watching the go, you know, the scenes of going, being able to go through the garden and everything. And, and it's crazy. I've yet to take behind the seeds tour, um, which is always available. Right. <laughs> and cheap, but it's definitely one. <laughs> yes. Really cheap. I think it is for a tour and you could literally walk up and they'd take you on it. Um, but you know, it's definitely, and when there's a rest, there's a revolving restaurant that circles it. So it's, it's definitely one of those unique, uh, experiences that Disney world has to offer that has a lot to it. Um, and it provides a lot of things around Disney world that, you you know, that are behind the scenes that you don't really know. And, and unless you go on it and find out that what it has and, it's just, it's, it's, it, it, I don't know, it, I feel it. it's uh, something that touches me deep that uh, like, I really enjoy uh, that ride. So yeah, it's one of the I, last gasps of old Epcot. 
in a lot of ways. It is. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that it sticks around. I don't know what we'll see in the future, but um, definitely one that I appreciate. So the one that, that for me was the near miss. Um, and I mean, it was a tough call uh, going into that last pick was um, another Magic Kingdom attraction. And that's Splash Mountain. Um, you know, S- Splash is, is again, one of those things where Disney took a, uh, you know, a, a type of attraction that was being done at various, you know, amusement parks all over the place and just reinvented the form and came out the other end with something so much more amazing and incorporating the unique Disney ability to tell a story with the fun of the flume ride. And, uh, you know, it was a very tough call to go with pirates instead of, uh, instead of splash mountain. But I think if pirates was just as new as splash mountain, which isn't new, I mean, you remember, like, I mean, I've been riding pirates since I was two years old. You know, I know you haven't gone as you right. know as many years, but you still think back. You think of pirates. You think of Disney. Well, and that's that's think- a piece of it. And the other piece too is, frankly, uh, you know, I felt like as I looked through our list, um, even without including roller coasters, a, a lot of what we chose still has height requirements. Um, you know, Rise has a height requirement. Flight of Passage has a height requirement. Uh, uh, Tower of Terror has a height requirement. So it was good to see family-friendly stuff, too. Totally. I agree. And, and what, that's what's really great about a lot of Disney World. I mean, we got a list of nine and five. Anyone can ride. Yep. All right. Well, so let's let's get into the rankings here a little bit. I mean, I, I think that we can just, you know, the first – the very top of the list is going to be easy. I don't think we have any arguments here. Um, you know, anybody object to Rise of the Resistance being at the top of our list? No. All right. Uh, you really can't argue with it. Um, uh, this is, again, I mean, I want to say Disney reinventing a category, but they invented a category this time. Um, it's really beyond anything I've experienced in any theme park anywhere. Um, totally unique in in its scope and in, in what, it's, what it's accomplishing. Um, just mind-blowing end-to-end. I totally agree, and I wish I could have ridden it more. Yeah, like yeah. we did that. We waited what fifty-five minutes in the middle right. room, right? And it was still so worth it. Well, and you know the thing about it is, like, what's so fantastic about it is that most attractions, and we'll go through this list. Most attractions have sort of a a signature element, right? They have a thing that is their thing. But at Rise, it's like one after another. It's 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 like a heavyweight fight, right? It's just left, right, left, right. You know, you get some of the best audio animatronics I've ever seen Disney do, some of the best projection work we've ever seen them do, great simulator work, um, you know, unique ride design. I mean, everything, just one thing after another blows even the cast members are playing in yeah yeah exactly you know that's that's another element that really helps build up the hype and excitement because those are right there you know they're right there in front of you you know and they're interacting and that's different every time right as opposed to you know the the elements that are just 
programmed, you know, you know, putting in a human element into it and adding it into the story is definitely something that really helps immerse yourself into the whole attraction itself. So agreed. Definitely helps. And that's where like you were telling me to look left. And by the time I looked left, there were 14 things on the right that I missed <laughs> or two things above me or yep. one thing behind me. And I was just like, Whoa. I mean, cause that was what your second time to ride. Yeah. It was my first. And I was just like, so overwhelmed that it was like, you need to ride that ride like five times to thoroughly get most of the story. Right. If not, part of the story which, like, which, which basically at this point means going to hollywood studios for five days at 7 a.m right <laughs> all right so we have a clear number one I, I think it sounded to me like we have a pretty clear number two as well I, I, is, is the opinion as strong uh you know as strongly unanimous for flight of passage no chris not so convinced so chris what would you put ahead of flight of passage in the number two spot all, all i know is i'm not the biggest fan if fly passage is great but i definitely do not like <laughs> screen based mainly screen best uh, based ride attractions especially with 3d and glasses i am not a fan especially the, the ones that give me a headache afterwards so um <laughs> that's, that's I reasonable i hear you I, Meanwhile, uh, I'm going on and on and on. Oh, well, see. and for me, it like it definitely throws me off. It's just like Soren. Unless you're in the center seat and then like perfect screens position, it you're kind of thrown off. And so it it kind of it doesn't do it for me. I appreciate everything that it is. I definitely enjoy it while I'm on it. I've ridden it multiple, multiple times. Um, and I've written it in multiple positions throughout, uh, wherever, you know, the screen is, but I still am every time I'm just like, meh, like I really, I would love Navi river journey if it was like twice as long. Right. I, I, there was just so much more for me in a dark ride that it offered. And then of course it just gives you that one amazing shaman animatronic element where uh, I'm like, that's it. That's all you get. So I was like, I want more that, that, that ride leaves me wanting more. Uh, flight of passage leaves me like, Oh, I'm wanting so a little less. I'm a little, I'm off. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hey, all right. Am I going to have a headache? I don't know. Well, let's but, see, I'm uh, in between, right? Cause Willie says he can ride flight of passage over and over again. You're, you know, getting headaches from it. I, I, I'm somewhere in between. I, I know that I'm susceptible to, to motion sickness on attractions. So, um, I take, um, bonding, every morning before I head to the parks. Um, and it seems to really help and I don't generally have a problem. Um, Flight of Passage though, I will admit is one of two attractions so far that are sometimes, well, I guess three that, that are occasionally a little much. Um, and I do okay, but there's no way I could turn around and, and, you know, ride it again immediately. Um, I've done it. I've done it once. And the second ride was probably a mistake. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those attractions. I've never not gone through the fast pass line either. I've never seen uh, the normal queue. Yeah. I've, I've ridden I'm standby. With you. I've and, never done standby. I've. So I don't, I, I'm assuming there's a lot more and, and of course I've seen the videos and stuff like that. So I know what's there, but I feel like being able to actually walk through it yourself and understand the story and everything that they're trying to bring you into would play a lot better when you're going through the fast pass, you're pretty much just like backstage and you're not really getting uh, immersed into the whole 
backstory and everything that you're being led into and to the understand now granted the the standby cue you know the cues and everything they do and they hold you in those rooms it's great it's it's a smart technology and how they hold you in place and you know and they make you think you're not waiting while you're actually still waiting to ride the ride <laughs> right it's amazing that it's what they do wears you out it can it really can wear you out depending on how long the last you know the previous um, the ride is taking, you know, it's great though. It's smart. It makes you still think you're not waiting. It makes you look like an idiot as you're waving your arms. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, you know, it, it that I, I will give it to them on that. It is really smart and what they've done. Um, as far as, you know, making you believe you're not waiting and hold you in place and making the queue not seem as long. But again, I haven't seen the standby, so it's kind of hard. So so here's the thing, Chris. So, so Willie is clearly the passionate voice for, uh, flight of passage at number two on this list. Uh, You're clearly on the opposite end of the spectrum on, on, you know, feeling that, that it doesn't belong on at second place. It's a solid attraction, but it doesn't belong second place on our list. I, I'm hearing you. So I, I'm, I'm here to be convinced. Um, so what goes in the second slot in place of flight of passage, if it's not flight of passage? Oh, from our list, I'm going to have to go straight classic and pirates. And I, I just, I absolutely love pirates and you know me, I've been on this show before. And anyone will, I will tout anything on classic Disneyland. Disney World does it good. It's just not as good. But I, I rode Pirates recently again, and it's, it's, it grabs me every time. I enjoy it. Right, it's so a heck the, of so a good time. So the second best Pirates is still good enough to be number two on the Walt Disney World list. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, so do we have a, a, a a compromise candidate here. I mean, we, we've got a nomination for pirates. We've got flight of passage on the other side. Uh, you know, yes. I, I would be tempted here to, to throw, you know, tower of terror into the mix. There's nothing wrong with tower of terror. That is an amazing ride. And like we went over the same with safari, it's different every time. Well, like, this is, this is my argument for tower is that it's, it's a different attraction every time it's, just a little bit of thrill, right? It's enough thrill that that the teens still enjoy riding it, but it's also not too thrilling for most smaller children. Of course, a little ironic that I'm the one saying it because my son is the one who like won't even go down the road. Um, <laughs> he won't even be in the shadow of the building. Um, but he's the exception. You know, most most kids do okay with with Tower, um, and it's that blend of all of the elements, right? It's a great ride experience. It's a great queue experience. It's cast members that play the role. Um, you know, I really feel like it's a complete package. I can't deny that at all because like when we were getting in line, they were playing the role so well from, I told you line two, not line three. And the people were just not paying attention and they yeah. were just like, your, your ride will be different. And it was just like fun because I mean, they're just into their part so much right, right. with thousands of people walking through the door every 10 seconds. All right. Is anybody, anybody moved by any of the arguments so far for a, a number two attraction? We got to reach a consensus here somewhere. 
Uh, I'm actually kind of convinced towards Kilimanjaro safaris because it's unique and not in any other park in the world. Okay, that's a that's a fair argument. We do have other versions of tower that are we in have other, other versions of pirates. Yeah, that's true. So I'm gonna go. I'm sweet towards Kilimanjaro because honestly, it's as most as unique as you're gonna get. There's also always a major line for safari. I mean, you walk up, it's 55 yeah. minutes by well, 9.30 in the morning. And and it's different at night or in the morning, in the afternoon. I love it. Every time, you never know what you're going to run into in the road. I mean, hopefully you're not going to run into anything. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, you're going to stop. But I mean, there's going to be things in the road that you're going to see. And you're going to be like, ooh, oh my gosh, we've stopped. And like, what's it? What's blocking our way? And like, oh my goodness, it's so exciting, you know. Uh, and everyone is excited and, and it's, it's thrilling. And, and then even though you're just sitting there and it's. <laughs> and once in a while, there's a lion. Oh, right. Like once in a while. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen the lion and the lioness out there. And that was at a nighttime uh, ride. So that, that is, I mean, for me, if, you, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, that's the time to go. So. Well, and, and it does have interesting ties to classic Disney in ways that nothing else in Animal Kingdom really does, right? Because oh, in a lot of ways, Kilimanjaro Safari is what Walt wanted Jungle Cruise to be until the Imagineers yeah. talked him out of it because the animals don't perform on demand. Well, I mean, he did the nature series back in the day, too, you know? So, right. I mean, that's the thing where it started. And then a bit, and was like, yeah, he wanted live animals in the Jungle Cruise. And, of course, you know, we didn't get that. That's fine. We got, you know, a spraying elephant and some rolling piranhas. And, you know, that was okay. But, you know, to get live animals finally, what, 35 years later, you know, that was pretty it's it's pretty cool and the way that joe Rody and his team designed the, the elements to make the animals always appear out and about is absolutely um ingenious and so yeah you know it's a right. it's a you, unique I, zoo I'm experience in. That, i'm in i think <laughs> yeah. i think we all have found a way we can compromise yeah. we, we can we can all come together on kilimanjaro safaris at number two um, I think it's great that we're going to have, we've got a, a, you know, great family friendly attraction there near the top of the list. So we now got one and two. Does Flight of Passage fall more than three? All right. Chris is okay with it at three. He's chewing. I, so yeah. I'm getting thumbs. <laughs> That's good. All right. Will, Willie can live with it at three. It's fine. I'll give Flight oh. of Passage that mostly because. I can spend a whole day in Pandora. And I don't have to ride anything. I could literally spend a whole day in Pandora and just enjoy the sounds, the sights, and the food. The drinks. The drinks. Like, it is... I, I know I did because I spent an entire, probably opening to about midday, and then we did the rest of the park and came back at night <laughs> and closed down the park at night. Right. And we were there probably till an hour and a half after it closed just because I mean, I think over the last, well, it was like a couple of years ago, we had a parent swap and they let us go in like 40 minutes after close with the parent swap and we rode it again. And we were there till an hour and a half after regular park closed. Yeah. And we were in the park an hour before it technically opened. So, and that's all because of Pandora. And what they built there, I mean, that still draws in people like droves. It is amazing what they've done there. And it's surprising that they've built it upon a franchise that was <laughs> at once the highest grossing film of all time um, by only like $5 million now. Um, 
but but apparently no one ever saw or was like oh i never saw avatar but like frankly you paid for it in theaters twice Um, yeah (laughs) i'm sorry but what they built there is so unique and amazing and i think that when they weren't able to build the fantasy portion of animal kingdom you know with the dragons and all that stuff that they originally planned i think that totally fits that it's like hey we moved away from this but you know what We've got this completely, it's still technically fantasy. It's just a sci-fi fantasy. And I, you know, if you just open your mind a little more, it totally plays into what Animal Kingdom has. So I love it. I love Pandora is great in itself. The land is amazing. Flight of Passage, I'm like, okay. Well, I'm like, I'll I'll go with number three. All right. So Chris will live with it at three. Willie will live with it falling to three. I'm along for the ride. We've got the top of the board. Top tier is is one, two, three, Rise of the Resistance, Kilimanjaro Safaris, Flight of Passage. You hear that, Terry? Two out of the three Animal Kingdom attractions at the top of the list. Uh, so we, we start our second tier, and we need a, a number four attraction out of our remaining group. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at what we have left here, and I'm going to suggest that the the appropriate number four is Haunted Mansion. Um, I think that we need a classic here on on the, the list. It's got to be family-friendly. Um, and I, I think Haunted Mansion fits the bill. It's one of those few that does it a little better than Disneyland. <laughs> Just slightly. I enjoy the Haunted Mansion at, at, uh, at Disney World. And the queue, like you got to give them the queue. It is They've fantastic. They've really updated it well. It is a heck of a lot of fun going through that queue, and you don't mind the wait so much. So, in fact, you're almost you 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 don't like it when you rush through it. You're like, right, hold because on, you hold miss on. the graveyard, and <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to play on the organ, you want to play in the bookcase, like all of that is extremely fun. And the kids are are upset, I'm like, oh, we got to move. Like, no, no, I want to play. You know, so I definitely enjoy all the elements that 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 ride has to offer now. That's the ride you want to see the line at, like nine to 10 minutes where it's like just enough to play, but not too long where you're like, all of a sudden it's 45 minutes and you're like, Ooh, <laughs> it's 45 well, minutes and, you, and you're in the, the, you're in the exposed part of the queue where, with the sun beating down on you. A thousand and ten degrees. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, no, thank you. Uh, all right. So we've got our top four. Um, I don't know, Willie, what do you think belongs in the fifth slot? I think I'm going to have to go back to Epcot for spaceship earth. It's just a, really really fun ride you can just sit down relax enjoy even in spanish and french and italian i mean you know my son the first time he got in hit portuguese i believe and (laughs) i didn't understand a word but i knew what the whole story was from just looking at the ride so you didn't really have to listen See, I, I hear you, and I'm a huge Spaceship Earth fan. I love the attraction, but I feel like putting it at number five is a nostalgic vote. It's not really a vote for what the attraction is now, because now it's an attraction that is basically living in deferred maintenance land until its renovation. And it's just not a compelling experience right now. Um I, I can't see it being fifth on the list, especially, no pun intended, given the way Tower of Terror has now fallen. Well, Tower of Terror does have a height requirement. It does, but but 
we only have, you know, we, we've had a couple that, that don't have a height requirement now. So, you know, it's about time to come back around to something for the okay. older kids. What do you think, Chris? I mean, your kids ride tower. <laughs> I timed that so well. <laughs> totally full mouth. Oh, my decide. gosh. My kids ride tower. Okay. Well, the first time I took my son, he was three years old. And it was in Disneyland. It was Tower of Terror still. I was literally looked at as the worst parent ever in the world. <laughs> I made him scream bloody murder. But honestly, I will. Um, the first time I took him to Disney World, all three of my kids. Of course, I forced them. I was like, you were writing this. I wrote this when I grew up. You were writing it now. You're going to love it. Uh, they hated me after. It's fine. No, I don't care. They still <laughs> I absolutely love the Tower of Terror, and, and uh, actually my my trip to Hollywood Studios recently that involved uh, being able to ride Rise of the Resistance started off at Tower of Terror, and at that point, that it was a walk-on. It was great. Um, you walk right through, enjoy all of the theming, which is still you know phenomenal. You go through that hotel, and you're just completely immersed in type of the world that is, you know... Twilight Zone, and I love the. I and I still like comparing it to Disneyland too. It's like you see that that opening room where you're you're getting the story and everything, and a little different, of course, with now Mission um, Mission Breakout. But it is still so much fun to go through that. And I, when you're when you go out onto the trackless system and into the into the void of sorts, uh, it. it I'm still just impressed on yeah. how they can bring that whole card out and then still attract, you know, attach it into and just go in right into the drop. And it's just, I love it. Yeah. That's I, my favorite section of attraction. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that was the crazy part is the first time I ever wrote it in Disneyland. I was like, wait a second. I didn't, I didn't know they didn't have it. Yeah. I was like, uh, they're missing a whole part. Like what, what is going on here? I, <laughs> where is that? Where's the track part? And yeah. So Disney, Disney world, Hollywood Studios, it's still one of the best. What do you think, Willie? I can't deny. I mean, I I just love Mission Space, but I can't. You, you mean Spaceship Earth? Like, Nobody I mean, sorry, loves Mission yeah, Space. Spaceship Earth. No one likes Mission Space. <laughs> <laughs> You're dead right. <laughs> Nobody loves Mission Space. Some people Unless like it. Nobody loves it. Sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you just you walk into the hotel. And you just know that you're in for an eerie experience. I had the same experience Chris had with my son thought the ghosts were real. That's why my son won't go anywhere near the attraction still. Right. I mean, he literally walked off in tears. Those ghosts were coming after me. And I was like, it's a ride. But (laughs) And, And my son has no problem with Haunted Mansion where it's talking about ghosts constantly. But you won't go anywhere near Tower because of the spectral people. Right. And they are creepy. They are creepy. It's an amazing ride. All right. So we've got a top five. Uh, We're moving into the last four attractions here. Uh, Last one's still to be placed on the board. Uh, Spaceship Earth, Pirates of the Caribbean, Frozen Ever After, and Peter Pan. Uh, Chris, what belongs in the number six slot behind Tower of Terror? I'm off to Neverland. I love Peter Pan. 
and it is an opening day attraction in Disneyland, where it's where it all began. And yeah, granted, you can get Peter Pan in every park, um, unlike like Frozen or something like that. I just the nostalgic point for Peter Pan, and you know, ironically enough, I don't know if I've ever been to the full queue of Peter Pan, but I've heard about it, and it sounds amazing. <laughs> I've only been to the fast pass. It's really cool. It and is pretty cool. It's fun to play with. It's okay, you you guys would have to explain it. I've heard really good things about it. All I know is that I st- like Peter Pan has got a place in my heart that is at least when I'm at home, my home, Disneyland. Um, it is the first thing I ride every time. I don't miss it. And so Disney World, it's not something I go straight to just because there's so much else to offer. But when it comes to Disney in itself. Peter Pan is is Disney. So, you know, is Disney Parks. And that's why they've recreated it in what every single one, right? right. There's there's not a all six I think everybody Disney has parks. It. But yeah. but here's, here's has my it. thing. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm a huge Peter Pan fan, and I think it belongs on the list. I'm not sure it belongs at number six because as as great an attraction as it is and and as good a job as they did with that new extended queue, it still just does not have anywhere near the throughput it needs to have to be on this list to me of, of, you know, top nine. It just, the, the, it's, unless you're in that standby line in the first 10 minutes after the park opens, it, don't get in the standby line. Just don't do it. Don't punish yourself that way. Um, and so you're, you're, you know, fast pass or, or skip it for the most part, except for maybe the, you know, sort of least busy 30% of the days of the year. Um, and I, I have a hard time to me that says that the attraction in some way underperforms, right? It's just not up to what the modern capacity of the park is. That's not a knock on the attraction overall. It's just, you know, makes it hard to compete with the other things it's competing with here. But it's competing in a different way. I mean, all the kids that get off that ride think they have flown around for the, you know, the 90 seconds, but it's one of those rides where when you step on, you know, you magically have your um, handlebar fall down and then you float out of their room and straight into London and, it's i mean it's really kind of like i think we all flew to neverland at one point of our life all right all right i I hear you and and i can i can see the argument you know that that it's the it's definitely that dose of magic you know in fantasy land um it's the only fantasy land attraction on our lists here it's also the only ride that has 90 minute waits all the time in Fantasyland, besides non roller coaster rides, right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and it's you know ninety minute waits for a ninety second ride. Um, all right, I, I, I'll give in. Um, so Peter Pan goes to number six. We've got our bottom tier here. Three attractions left: Spaceship Earth, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Frozen Ever After. 
Um, I'm going to make another impassioned plea for pirates. I think that this is, this is as far as, as pirates can reasonably fall in comparison to these other attractions. Um, classic storytelling, uh, pretty much everybody can ride it. I mean, I think it does have a height requirement, but it's not much of one. Um, and no, I don't think it does. No, no height requirement. No, because I mean, you see the babies in the arms. Okay. Well, I never. I have to. I always have to look on that one for whatever that reason. It's got that one. That. The one little drop. Yeah, right? that's the one that scares everyone. Right. Now, but, my my wife has definitely nursed both the babies okay. on Pirates of the Caribbean, so there is no, no high requirement. requirement. <laughs> um, all right, so no high requirement on Pirates. Uh, and and again, so so it belongs. I think on the list. It's it's. I think it belongs on the list because it's an evolution of the dark ride. It's it's got it's a dark ride with just a touch of thrill attraction in there with it. And to me, its place in history and its its role with all of the animatronics that are in the attraction kind of elevates it a little bit. I can't disagree at all. It's a really cool ride. And I mean, it's another ride where if you look around long enough, you'll see so many different things that you didn't see the time before. Right, because if the animatronic isn't moving this time, he looks different. Right, exactly. (laughs) 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 Or if you're looking at the cannon spraying over here, and next thing you know, on the right, you've missed a quarter of that scene. Right, that's true too. All right, so Chris, can you live with Pirates at 7? No, actually, I'm really actually kind of sad that it's this low, too. So I I forgot it was picked. I thought we had already covered Pirates for some reason. Oh, my goodness. We have talked about Pirates, and y'all said it couldn't be in the number, uh, whatever it was. uh, Now Now I'm kicking myself in the booty. Like, what the heck? Oh, my goodness. Pirates booty. Exactly. All right. Well, so the Pirates booty slid slid all the way down to seven. And uh, we've got two attractions left. My my choice. Both are Chris's <laughs> Epcot attractions. Um, Spaceship hey, Earth and, and Frozen Ever After. You put them both on the list, Chris. W- which one deserves the higher ranking? Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to give it to Frozen only because we know for the fact that Spaceship Earth is closing for the next two years. And we don't know really what we're going to get. I mean, I picked it as a nostalgia, you know, opening day attraction it's just it. And like you said, a lot of the times <laughs> the ride is not operating to full ability. So frozen and its ability to garner 45 minute waits on every day. Uh, one of the reasons, um, uh, world showcase opens up as early as it does, uh, or at least Mexico and Norway. Uh, and, the spaceship Earth is a walk-on usually, so <laughs> which it was the last time I was there. Um, yeah, there's something just, there's something to be said for for Frozen Ever After getting credit for you know allowing you to be able to buy a margarita at 9 a.m. There, yeah, <laughs> this is true. So you know the fact that it, I mean, even from what it's been three years since the ride has been open. Has it been that long? Uh, it at might least. be longer. Um, that it has now I have still, I, I thought it was 2016, but it might be, I, the fact that it's gone this long now and it still can gain almost an hour wait almost every day and fast right. passes are June 21st, usually, 2016. Okay. And the fact that it's 
still one of those rides that fast passes are, you know, gobbled up right away. Uh, even harder now with test track being down. Um, it, and, and it's tied in with a country that didn't really ever have much draw, at least as far, you know, Norway, you know, what do you think of when you go to Norway? The emaciated polar bear. <laughs> okay. I, Sorry. It's, it's the legacy of, of Milstrom. That's what I remember. The boat that goes no. backwards. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the emaciated polar bear and the huge troll statue in the store. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the huge troll statue. I have many pictures of that. And also my, my daughter, I, it's funny enough as my daughter, I, um, I, my, I have a daughter named Freya. So oh, her right. name is <laughs> listed right outside the church. Uh, and she has her own little, um, spot inside with her story. So, um, it, it, it has a kind of special place for me just because of the, um, the Norse mythology and all that stuff tied in sure. where we've named her after. So, you know, and I have my two little princesses again. So frozen ever after it's got a special place in my heart and I absolutely love that ride. So I'm going to have to give it the edge over my other choice of spaceship earth. I'm not going to argue with you. I think you're right. I think, I mean, I think like you've heard my argument on this. I, I think that spaceship earth, I'm not going to argue with it being on the top nine list. Cause I think it does sort of deserve it for its legacy. Uh, and, and maybe a bit of wishful thinking for the next iteration of it. Um, but I don't think it can go any higher. And so if that's the case, then frozen ever after has to be eight. I can't argue. I mean, I, I argued for Spaceship Earth for a while, and then I just lost. <laughs> <laughs> like the Tennessee Titans, I just lost. Yes. So I feel like we never really talked about our number one choice. We just gave it to it just because well, we assumed. So, so let, we'll do a quick rundown, and then we'll roll back to that and, and give it a little bit of time here as we're wrapping up to um, – you know, diving in a little bit further into, into rise. But, um, so the, the top nine, the list, right. The official, uh, Diz Dad's podcast plus attraction, top nine, non-roller coaster attraction list is in ranked order. Number one, rise of the resistance. Number two, Kilimanjaro safaris. Number three, flight of passage. Number four, haunted mansion. Number five, tower of terror. Number six, Peter Pan's Flight, number seven, Pirates of the Caribbean, eight, Frozen Ever After, and bringing up the rear, number nine, Spaceship Earth. Uh, all right, so uh, we had this overwhelming sentiment in favor of Rise of the Resistance at number one. Um, we've talked about the overall sort of excellence of it in in terms of, of bringing things to the table, you know, across the board um, that really hit it out of the park. Um, Chris, there were other things you wanted to say. So, so talk some more about our number one attraction, rise of the resistance. Well, yeah, is the most amazing, adventurous, enthralling, multifaceted, dark ride simulator. <laughs> Anything that you could think of attraction uh, out there. Um, it is just, oh my goodness. Um, and I'll tell you, I was even excited just waiting in line. 
Okay. Um, and I was the, like in, when the ride broke down while waiting in line, they knew people weren't going to leave. And so they started passing out bananas and potato <laughs> chips and water bottles, you know, that were, yes, I'm serious. Oh my God. We, we waited how we were on like 40 minutes probably in the and it was five 30 in the morning. Yeah. We were okay. So and this, I just, this was what just two. Oh God, goodness. This was a week and a half ago. Um, it was where, you know, they didn't, they didn't start handing out the boarding passes till after opening of the park. And so we, I ended up grabbing a boarding pass from number 25. And so I walked directly to Twilight um, uh, Tower of Terror. And, and while I was standing in line before park open, I grabbed a fast pass for a rock and roller coaster. So I did Twilight, I did Tower of Terror, walked over to my 705 fast pass to rock and roller coaster. And as soon as we got off a of rock and roller coaster at 745, we had already been 10 minutes open to our boarding pass for Rise of Resistance. So we walked right over to Rise of Resistance, got in line, you know, by eight o'clock and we were through the line, got through the whole thing, uh, or got, got into the line and we're waiting, 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 probably like 45 minutes. And that's when like, they started coming through with trays, cast members had bananas and Lay's potato chips and the, the galaxy's edge bottle of water, which is what, four, three or $4 yeah, right. in the park. They're just handing it out. Here you go. Times four. <laughs> so i i was in and they they knew that though they knew that you're not gonna leave you're not going to want to leave the line you don't care how long you're gonna have to wait you're there you don't like you've already committed yeah like this is your day you've surrounded your day around this and this is the only point that you have and for me i, I totally agreed this was my only point that i even grabbed a park hopper because I knew like I wanted to start my day there and it didn't matter if I was going to end it there or I was going to be able to go somewhere else. But as long as I was there as park opening, I was going to do my best to get a boarding pass. And I got an early one, which was great. And, and it's far easier too with a smaller boarding group because you don't have as many people to click to sit on your boarding grass. You know? So it was fantastic. I don't know if it's completely random now. I don't know how they do it. And it even started with boarding group nine. So it went very, very quickly into um, uh, the next boarding groups. Right. And then, you know, get it, finally, after we waited so long, after the ride had gone down, it opened back up and everyone cheered through the line. And then, so then they're just pushing people through. We're going through. I get to the hangar room. Okay. And this is after I've ridden, ridden the first simulator, which is like Star Tours, but better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with... with I don't even know what what is what is the the two. It's just it's not Akbar, but it's Akbar's you know species, right. uh, um, and it it is absolutely amazing with the, the screen behind you, the screen in front. Of, yeah, the, <laughs> the screen in front of you, the screen behind you, and the lights are all around you, and it's absolutely amazing. And I won't give away on what they really do. I'm sure you've realized that once you're on it, you know what's actually happening. But when they open those doors and the first order members pull you into that hangar bay. And you just see the stormtroopers and the TIE fighter and the just the open hangar door and the star destroyers in the background and just everything there. And there's the subtle movements from the stormtroopers just ever so slightly moving as if they're really real. And oh, I'm I teared up. I literally had just I I had something in my eye and I was like, what is this? I couldn't I this is emotion. Yeah. absolute emotion. And so I think that 
this is why it is as amazing as it was. And it pulled at my heartstrings because as I was standing in that room for the first time, they tell me, oh, the ride is down. <laughs> At least they, they put, told you. <laughs> they pushed you just us. stood in there. That's crazy. They, it was within like three minutes. They told us, rides down, go through. They put us through the back rooms uh, and they gave us fast passes as we walked out. And I waited a couple more hours actually after that and finally was able to get back through and ride the whole thing. And absolutely amazing. I, I hate to give it away. I, I'm sure if yeah, anyone I mean, is listening. I, we, we've kind of talked yeah. about it, it and we've tried to make the conversation as disjointed as possible so it's not too easy to follow, right? Um, because, you know, as, as you talk through it, it's like, to me, the, the real genius of the attraction, two things. Uh, number one, a little irony, right? Because finally, we have a truly immersive, put-you-in-the-movie experience right after a transformation of Disney's Hollywood studios where they kind of give up on that concept um, and, and go to a broader sort of at the movies instead of in the movies, you know, overarching concept. A um, little ironic there, but just incredible level of immersion. And what, what I love about it is that they took an attraction where they realized that, especially at the beginning, it didn't matter how much capacity this attraction had. There were going to be so many people lined up to ride it that it was going to overwhelm the ability to load people on and off of any kind of attraction. So it's like they figured out, okay, well, we know we've got to have a queue and we know we've got to deal with people having to wait to actually board the ride part of it. And, um, well, if we're going to have to make them wait and we're going to have to manipulate the group sizes and things – Okay, well, we're going to take everything we did in all of these scene ones that we've been doing for the last five years, and we're going to take those and, you know, plus each one of those up another two steps. And so what you get is Rise of the Resistance, which it's like, you know, multiple scene ones on steroids leading into the final attraction. I I don't want to ruin it for anyone. So like right, it's, it's, it's a, I'm not saying anything more specific than that. Exactly, and and then when we got off the ride, I mean, I just looked at you and I was just like, I mean, I was. And you're not even. We've talked about this. You're not even a big Star Wars fan. Exactly. Like you get those multiple pre-shows, which some of those would be main attractions in other places. Exactly. And it's just the buildup and the buildup and the buildup. And it's just more and more and more. And then once you get through it and then once it's all done, even, even at the end is such a unique, um, outro. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. like, uh, that's not something you've really ever seen in what, you know, you could consider it as a dark ride. It's a unique dark ride, but it, it's it ends in a way that I'm just like, um, didn't know you could do that, but <laughs> that's really cool. Uh, and of course, if anyone's listening has seen the videos, you know how it does. But I mean, like, honestly, I, it's not something you would experience in the way it starts and then how it ends. And it just keeps playing on that. And it really keeps you involved in the whole story. And once you leave the attraction, you're still immersed in everything because 
the land is dedicated to everything else that's involved with it. So you don't ever have to feel like you've left until you've actually left. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to continue going all the way through the overpass before it actually feels like you've exited the attraction. And all of a sudden you're like three inches tall and you're in a backyard somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I, I think that, that, we said what we can say. Um, I like our list. I think that that there's really not any significant debate about Rise. I mean, people could complain about it not being at full capacity yet and all of that, but you know what? Doesn't matter. It, it, what it delivers is so powerful and so positive. You know, it could be running at 50% capacity and it would still belong on top and it's running it better than that. Probably closer to 75, I would say. At this point. I saw yesterday it opened at 2 p.m. And people were still waiting around oh, wow. just to get in. Well, so that a, was a bad day yesterday. A really bad day. And it also happened to be really cold down there. Right, right. Not that it's not cold here. but No. Yeah. No, we at least don't have iguanas falling out of trees here. So. <laughs> exactly. It's not rainy iguanas. Now that's cold. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, you've heard our top nine. We'd love to hear your comments on it. What do you think of our top nine? What do we get right? What do we get wrong? Tell us all about it. Uh, you can email us at podcast at disdads.com. Visit us on Facebook at, hey, what else? Disdads Podcast. Or at Disdads Podcast on Twitter. Any of those would be great. If you'd like to be like Chris and borrow one of the seats of the show for a, a show or two, then best way to reach us is either to email uh, the podcast email address podcast at disdads.com or shoot an email to tim hicks at old texas boy at aol.com the old school email address uh but we'd love to hear from you and you know if you've got a minute we would really appreciate it if you would take a minute and rate or review the show Um, it helps new people find our podcast and especially when you had a hiatus like we had for a while there um, we could use a little boost to help people you know find that we're out broadcasting again um, excited next week we'll be back talking about disney cruise line and uh, tim will be back with word from his cruise so that'll be fun to listen to until then i've been your host aaron ripmaster with my co-host willie have a wicked wild night and sitting in for Tim Hicks, Chris Papchek. I'll see you later, Diz Dads. Nice job, guys. I don't play a damn. I don't play a damn thing, man.
I got to keep on. I don't play that thing.